0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Abide in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Each week, Pastor Mark offers devotional thoughts from a passage in our current book of the month. For more information on how to abide in the Word with us, navigate your web browser to abide.info. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is January 5th and it is Wednesday. We're going to be finishing up Acts chapter 15 today, but first, another prayer from the book of common prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who is always more ready to hear than we are to pray, and gives more than either we desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. As I said, we're finishing up Acts chapter 15. The first part of this chapter was the Council at Jerusalem. And at the end of that, after they decided that new believers who were Gentiles did not need to be circumcised, they decided to send out a letter of the things that they did need to be concerned about. And now we will be reading about that letter. Hear the word of the Lord. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This council at Jerusalem was a very big deal. As we've seen, a big part of the book of Acts is this movement of the gospel going out to the Gentiles. Not just going to the Jews, to the Hebrew people, but out into the whole world. And then we come up against this, for lack of a better term, obstacle in the middle of Acts. These people are saying, hey, if you want to be circumcised, if you want to be saved, you have to be circumcised. This was a major obstacle for the proclamation of the gospel. And so at the council of Jerusalem, they said, hey, you're saved by grace through faith. Putting this burden on people is not going to save anyone. It has never caused righteousness to, to flow out of the Jews. Why would it cause anything uh, greater than that to happen among the Gentiles. And so instead, what did they do? They had these uh, things that they wanted to tell the Gentile people what they should do. And it was what we read here. It was It's repeated from uh, last time. Abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. Uh, these are important things to avoid because they're all related to pagan worship. They're all evaded, uh, related to paganism. So they want them to stay away from those things. And not only does it lead people astray, but it's a bad witness. All of these things that they're sinful, uh, particularly the sexual immorality is sinful. That is what they are to do. And so they give this information to the congregation, to the people in Antioch. And when they hear it, we read in verse 31 that they rejoice because of the encouragement. And then Judas and Silas, the other men who went with Paul and Barnabas, uh, they rejoice speak words to the congregations there, and everyone is encouraged. This is a big moment for the church in Antioch and for all Gentile believers. They can freely proclaim the gospel of God's grace without having to worry about somebody coming along and and convincing people that they need to have this act of circumcision done on them. Well, we see that Paul and Barnabas remain in Antioch. They teach and they they proclaim the word of the Lord. Things are going good, but then they decide. To go back and to follow up with the churches that they have planted in these different areas. Well, Mark had had ditched them at one point, And Paul is not wild about taking him along. I'm guessing that he is concerned that he hasn't matured. And that he will do this to them again. And Barnabas is his cousin. And I think he wants to give him a second chance. Now, we read here that they have a sharp disagreement. We don't know what happens. We don't know... How, uh, how the separation happened, but we see that they, they separated. And that's not a good thing. Division is not a good thing. But what do we see? We see that they go their own ways and they continue to proclaim the word of the Lord. And In other parts of the New Testament, Paul speaks well of Barnabas and Mark. And so we see that even though they split, they remained united around the proclamation of the word. We see that they continue to advance the gospel. Remember how many times I've said the importance of what is going on here is that the gospel continues despite the obstacles that they come up against. The apostles and the disciples, they are going out and proclaiming the gospel, making sure that it advances. And so I think there's a good point of application for us here today. We know that there's, there's unity in the church around the message of Christ and him crucified, But there are other divisions in the church. But as long as we have that gospel, that gospel of God's grace, the atonement for our sins, as long as we have that at the center, may we go out and may we have unity in that message, regardless of our differences in other areas. Obviously, those things are important. We need to discuss them. But we need to be encouraging one another to go out into the world and faithfully proclaiming the gospel of God's grace. Because that is the thing that truly unites us. That truth that Christ has lived for us, suffered for us, rose again for us, and is now at the Father's right hand interceding for us. So may we unite with all our brothers and sisters who hold strongly to that truth that the gospel might continue to go forward just as it did in the book of Acts. Let us go to prayer. Triune God, we praise you for the unity that we have in Christ. While we know there are divisions in the body, we pray that despite our differences, we would move forward proclaiming the gospel of Christ and him crucified. Bless our brothers and sisters who faithfully hold to the truth of the gospel. And we pray that your people would not only be united, but that we would truly love one another as you have loved us. And we lift up to you the missionaries that our congregation supports in our country and around the world. We ask that your hand of blessing would be upon them and that they would persevere in the work that you have called them to. Today, we remember the ministry of Mission E4 in Haiti. Grant those who serve in their ministry safety, and we pray that you would build up their ministry and give them new opportunities to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we begin another day, we know that in your presence there is fullness of joy. Grant that we would be your faithful servants today that all honor, glory, and praise might be brought to Christ alone for who he is and what he has done to make us a people for his own possession, that is zealous for good works. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Okay, have yourself a most excellent Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this week's Abide in the Word. You can find the video of each episode at our YouTube channel or Facebook page. For more information on First Reformed Church, check out our website, edgertonfrc.org.